Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence, and today I wanted to share a interview I did recently with Polly, which is a platform with virtual programs to manage your PCOS. And yeah, I want to share this interview that I did recently because I thought that it was super empowering and there were a lot of great questions and discussions in there. And it's really all about holistic health, the healing journey, mindset, what that has to do with health and PCOS. So I'm super excited to share this with you today. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I do share a lot about my journey, where I started, how I help clients, uh, what does you know holistic health look like, a holistic approach for PCOS, how does mindset play a role with our health, and much more. I do answer some questions that some viewers had, which were really insightful as well. So I will let you listen to the episode. I hope that you enjoy it and I'll leave it there. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to meet you, Lawrence. How are you doing? You as well. I'm good. How are you? Good. We've only interacted virtually, I believe. Yeah. So it's, it's nice well, to be face to face. Yeah. And you, I don't even know if you remember this, but you had put us into touch with Dylan Cutler like over a year ago at this point, and she's been an amazing advisor for us. And so you've amazing. always, yeah, you've always so played cool. a special role in Polly's development, whether you know it or not. Aww, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. And we are talking about um, like holistically managing your PCOS today. For anyone that does not know Lawrence, and, and we can just get into it, Lawrence, and I'm sure people will join and we will save this to our IGTV and share it with you. Um, she is a holistic health coach and practitioner who helps her clients manage symptoms of hormone imbalance and really step into their worth so that they can thrive in their bodies and reclaim their power. And I personally love your content. I think that the, the stuff that you put out there about mindset and and just some more um like holistic and i holistic is like such a loaded word but just like whole body including emotional stuff uh relating to pcos is really really important and you put it out in such a digestible way that i think is very engaging and easy for people to kind of pick up on and so thank you for that work that you do <laughs> well thank you so much for that it really touched my heart Oh, of course. And so I think in terms of beginning, and for anyone that doesn't know me, my name is Jane. I'm one of Polly's co-founders. Uh, we are a women's health startup that's hyper-focused on PCOS. We have an app for PCOS that will be available for beta users in the next few days. Um, but to start, Lawrence, yeah, we're, we're excited. And you, you are free to give us feedback as well. But we would love to yeah. learn a little bit more about your background and kind of just like what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so it's been quite a journey. Um, my background, I started with holistic nutrition and health coaching. And wow. then I just kept going down the rabbit hole of this healing journey and mm -hmm. quickly realized that there was a big mindset and emotional component to health. Um, yeah. Big surprise. And um, <laughs> that's where I started to find like life coaching and NLP and hypnotherapy and somatic work and energy, energetic work and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I started doing my own stuff for me, and then I started to get trainings and certifications and do even more research and experiences with that. So started to incorporate that in my coaching because there was definitely a disconnect between just looking at the physical health. Yeah. And not only my clients seeing more long-term results and actually shifting, mm -hmm. um, but then actually seeing like 
um, even better physical health manifests yeah. from that because yeah, we can't just look at one, we're going to talk about this, but one aspect yeah. of health, right? So mm-hmm. this is where I was really, really um, passionate about like, how can we actually shift internally and change who you are, like not change who you are as a person, but like actually step into that, that version of yourself who has what she wants, who can create what she wants, who feels like she actually has love for herself instead of shaming and guilt tripping and all of those types of things. So my own health struggles were really the catalyst to even understanding, you know, what I'm putting in my body, on my body, what I'm thinking, um, what is the emotional state that I live in. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, there was really a big, um, a big need for this because not only was my experience very disempowering and um yeah that's the right word honestly um in terms of the medical kind of conventional industry and world um it was just very defeating i was in a very dark place mentally emotionally physically and um i just continually saw this with women especially when it comes to hormonal issues and pcos just being told all of these like things that are super disempowering and defeating and just not actually realizing that there's so much they can do. It was almost like a roadblock, like, Oh, you have to take a pill and see you later kind of thing. Right. So yeah, that was really starting to piss me off. So I was like, I need to start, you know, sharing. And that's why I'm really passionate about this. So yeah, no, I mean, thank, thank you so much. I think a lot of people who do the kind of work that you do have had some type of personal experience with the sorts of issues that you're helping your clients with. And that is, I, I think that like from a working with a provider, working with the practitioner standpoint, that's just so helpful. And I think you've really hit a lot of nails on the head in terms about gaps that we have in conventional care. And so again, just really, really love what you're doing. And thank you for sharing your background and your story. And so with that, I think we can get into it. And again, like I've mentioned this the discussion topic today is about holistically managing your PCOS and we're going to put extra special emphasis on doing so in a way that is accessible um, which again I think you do an awesome job of with with your content and the kind of work that you do yeah and so I guess let's just start by discussing like what is holistic health coaching and I think some people listening may know that but in case folks are totally new to this world it would be really helpful to lay that groundwork Yeah, so this really encompasses mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional wellness. So these are the Mm -hmm. pillars. Um, The word holistic means the whole. So Mm -hmm. this is why we need to involve um, the whole person in terms of wellness and health, right? So holistic practitioner will treat not only the physical ailment or the condition, but also the emotional components, the mental, even the spiritual aspects that aggravate this condition, right? So when we look at the principles of holistic healing, um, there are a few that they list out, but it's that we all have the inborn ability to heal. Um, We're not just like, you know, broken beings that can't heal from our symptoms or whatever it is. Um, It's also about the patient and the practitioner working together versus just having like this sort of authority figure just telling you what to do. Um, looking at all aspects of your health and wellness together. It's about treating the patient as a person, not the disease. This is why I love the quote by, the quote by Hippocrates, Hippocrates, which is yeah. more important to know the person who has a condition than the condition the person has. That's just like yeah. hitting it right there. It's just, if you yeah. have one sentence to basically tell you what holistic health is, that's it. Yeah. Um, but again, we focus on the cause 
um, of the ailment instead of just looking at relieving symptoms. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's focusing on the mind, body, soul connection to treat the whole person. And so that's kind of like what is defined as and what it encompasses. And that's why my approach has shifted towards encompassing all of these because when we only just do like one or two, there's still something missing, right? So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's really helpful. Thank you for providing some context on that. And I think yeah. that there's, there's a whole like spectrum of kind of like holistic health resources, I feel like, and, and some are more like, to some people, they may seem woo woo, like thinking about like Reiki yeah. and energy healing and stuff yeah. like that. But then at like the very like base level is also things like what your routine is like and like how you're managing stress, what you're eating and how you're moving, et cetera. Um, but I, I personally am a very big fan of holistic health resources. And so it's, it's really fun to talk about. Yeah. And, so, and so I guess kind of going a little bit of a layer deeper and, and thinking more focused about PCOS and hormones, what does like holistic health, what is like taking a holistic approach look like when it comes to PCOS? And obviously this is making a broad generalization. There's no one size fits all, but how, how would you kind of explain that? Yeah. So honestly, it's the same approach as above, uh, as I said before, um, totally. what the thing that I, that I'm, I'm kind of like a broken record about is <laughs> a lot of people, um, think that, okay, PCOS is the cause. So mm -hmm. I need to treat the PCOS, but it's like, PCOS is really just describing a syndrome. It's not the cause. And this is where we can get a bit stuck. Uh, this is kind of where yeah. I got a bit stuck where it was like, okay, I got to do, do all the PCOS diet supplement things. And, but then I was like, not really getting anywhere at one point because I was not looking at me because it's me right. who's expressing these symptoms because of imbalances in me. Yeah. So I just want to kind of start out with that because it's important that yes, there are certain things going on in PCOS and um, certain things across the board that are really important to focus on. But at the end of the day, it's honestly how I look at someone who comes to me is more about who are you? Yeah. And the PCOS is not as important. It's more about like what's going on with you. So yeah, again, the mental, emotional, physical and spiritual imbalances that have contributed to this state of imbalance, like what are those? So it's about the whole body um, balance and healing, addressing all aspects of a health. Mm -hmm. That being said, there are factors that are particularly associated with the PCOS pathogenesis. And so these are kind of like the staple, reducing inflammation, managing your stress, blood sugar imbalances, the insulin function, um, toxins are a big one as well to the development of PCOS. Totally. Circadian rhythm, misalignment. A lot of people don't talk about that, like our circadian rhythm balance. Yeah. And then even subconscious beliefs, our identity, our thoughts about ourselves, our emotional state, emotional yeah. trauma, even feminine, masculine, energetic imbalances. I'm looking into that more and more. It's very interesting to see how that can come out as well, even with physical yeah. symptoms. Um, so yeah, those are that's kind of like a holistic approach towards um, specifically with a lot of what I see with mm -hmm. the PCOS condition and what's coming up. Mm -hmm. so you can kind of see how there's the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual. Totally, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's more about like what's going on with you. That is really where the focus needs to be. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just love that. And I think it's something that we talk a lot about at Poly is just kind of like the limitation of putting PCOS into a box is one diagnosis. And I think that there is a lot of power that can come with having a diagnosis. You know, it, it kind of gives you something to look into. It, it can help 
providers, especially more conventional providers, like take you more seriously if, if you have a diagnosis associated with it. But first of all, I feel like PCOS should be like a bunch of different conditions just because there's different phenotypes and they are treated entirely differently. But also at the end of the day, and this is something that I've done a lot of self-reflection on, it it it's 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 not like a disease you know it's like a spectrum of symptoms like you were talking about it's this like manifestation of like other issues and i was diagnosed with pcos myself when i was in college just like 10 years ago and i had pretty significant symptoms for like almost two years it took a year to get diagnosed and then ended up taking like a functional medicine approach to reversing my symptoms and i haven't fit the diagnostic criteria for like almost eight years at this point i've been getting a regular cycle i never i never had insulin resistant pcos um it was stress motivated but, but i think it was like a more mild case in general to begin with so like there were there were things that i had going for me that just were chance you know but at the same time i know that my body is very sensitive hormonally and i'm i'm just sensitive to like stress especially um if i'm like eating too much sugar or just like putting too much on my plate and i'm really really rambling right now but it's it's the power it's has come ramble. from like the, <laughs> yeah thank you thank you the power has come from that like understanding of my own body and what works and what doesn't and how i react to certain stressors more so than the power actually came from that receiving the diagnosis code for PCOS on my chart. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. I, I, I 1,000% get it. And I also resonate a lot with that kind of PCOS because for me too, I'm the lean type. So yeah, yeah. I had cystic acne blowing up over my face. That's but it was how always, I... <laughs> yeah, it was always yeah. like, you look normal. I, I was fit. So it's like, you're fit, mm -hmm. you look healthy, you're fine. And I was like, I feel like crap. I look like crap. I yeah. I'm just like, not. it's not fine. And so yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, likewise. And I, yeah, I, I could, we could have a whole Instagram live on the diagnostic, diagnostic criteria yeah. for PCOS and like yeah. where we think that should have or have a conversation around that anyway um but, but that is very helpful thank you for sharing all that and i think like getting a little bit more into mindset stuff because i know this is something that you talk a lot about can you share a little bit more about how mindset plays a role in our health and that's really broad i'll let you take yeah. it where you want this to this is my jam i love this yeah. stuff um good <laughs> yeah so i as i mentioned there's an emphasis on like everything wrong and disempowerment um especially when you kind of you're in the conventional model not yeah. to put the conventional model under the bus but yeah, I'm just yeah. bringing awareness to the fact that a lot of the time we leave there thinking that um and i see this all the time especially with even um young women who are just you know starting out with their new hormone stuff going on and periods and it's like pms is normal and the pain is normal and it's all part about being a woman and it's very frustrating um, to hear this. And the thing is reversal of symptoms is possible. However, most women leave the doctor's office with a diagnosis and a belief that they're stuck, they're broken, they're weak, they're all of these disempowering things. It's not, they're not leaving empowered to take control of their health. I very rarely see that. And I would love for this to shift towards that. Um, mm. But for me, it's about emphasis on empowering women with the right education on their bodies, first of all, but that they also have the ability to heal mm -hmm. themselves. And there's like so much um, power that they have. So yeah. when we think about the mindset, there's so many things we can talk about, but um, I want to sort of get into the subconscious mind of it because this is really what my work really revolves around. And so mm -hmm. whatever you think about repeatedly, 
becomes a belief and that will be stored in your subconscious mind. And so yeah. the subconscious mind is part of the brain that is responsible for healing of the body. Mm-hmm. It's responsible for 95% of your life and about 95% of your, your reactions, your emotions, your thoughts, your behaviors are mm-hmm. actually happening without our conscious awareness. They're subconscious. So they're not actually, yeah. we're not always aware of them, right? So it's like this 100%. automatic thing. Yeah. So your subconscious mind controls all the vital processes of your body, it contains a blueprint of your body in perfect health, it knows how to heal your body. Um, And the thing is, it's important to note that vibrant health is the normal state of the body. Anything else is not normal. And I Mm -hmm. think we've spun it the opposite, where it's like sickness and illness and fatigue is all normal. Mm -hmm. It's not normal, it's common, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, that's just something I want to say in terms of like the subconscious mind literally knows what perfect health is in your body. And so it also takes whatever you say, especially repeatedly as mm-hmm. the truth. doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's right or wrong, if it's harmful or if it's, you know, a good thought, a negative thought, it, it's like, okay, yes, it's true. And so yeah. we also need to remember that our thoughts actually also trigger emotional states. Yes. And this translates yeah. into vibrational <laughs> states in the body, right? And these mm-hmm. vibrational states can feed our fight disease. And our energetic state can actually also impact our genes through epigenetics. And so only like 70-80% of what happens to us is based on our genes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all based on science, by the way. I'm always um, yeah. picking it up by science because I'm, I'm that person who loves the woo-woo, but science um, and, yeah, is backing it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're not, we're not a victim to our genes as we thought we were. We can actually change how they express themselves. And so when we look at these energetic states that can be triggered by our thoughts, but also trauma that's stored in the body, uh, when we look at lower states like shame, guilt, fear, these are associated with lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. And this can be associated with symptoms in the body like fatigue, low immunity, inflammation, depression, yeah. Yeah. All of these things, uh, we're, sh- we're actually showing that these states can weaken our physiological body and, and tissues, yeah. um, which is pretty interesting to see science showing that. But on the contrary, because it's not all doom and gloom, higher right. vibrational <laughs> states like joy and love are yeah. associated with healing states of the body. Right. And so I'm sure that you've experienced this. We've all experienced this. Like our, our body is listening to our thoughts and the words we speak. Like when we think uh, a fearful thought, worst mm-hmm. case scenario, anxiety, we feel a certain way. We can mm-hmm. literally make ourselves sick versus yeah. if we're like high vibe or like love, like feeling love, it feels different in the body, right? So yeah, yeah, you feel it in different places. In yeah, your body so also. it's not yeah. like, oh yeah, I don't, get, I don't know if that's true. Like you literally have felt it before. And yeah, it's even like yeah. the butterflies in your stomach, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting to note that we are the only species on earth that can literally think ourselves into being stressed out and sick. Yeah. And this is something that Joe Dispenza talks about all the time. If you're interested in the science behind this, he has amazing studies on this, uh, especially like these life-threatening diseases that people come with. They even have like a few months left to live and they literally they come back healed and you're like, is this a miracle? But it's this mind body connection. Yeah. So we can also see this with the placebo effect. Like we take something, we think it's working and then it's like, Oh, that was actually a sugar pill. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's constant, um, there are a lot of studies out there, Mm -hmm. but we also need to remember that these negative thoughts, um, increase stress hormones. 
yes. like cortisol, right? And so this yeah. raises inflammation, inhibits reproductive function, ovulation, um, reduces sex hormones, dysregulates blood sugar, etc. Mm -hmm. So when we're constantly in this state, it's not associated with healing. It's the opposite. Yeah. Um, and so over time, this can lead to the breakdown of the body and we're no longer in the state of thriving health. We are focused on what's the threat, what's the threat, what's the threat. And there might not even be a threat, quote unquote, but we are having this perceived stress of these thoughts in our mind, like negative thoughts, all these sorts of things. Um, yeah. So I think it's important to remember that it's all feedback we're getting from the body um emotion there is an emotional and mental component to every disease or condition mm -hmm. and these memories and experiences emotions can express themselves in our tissues in our organs in our bodies um and so when we're looking at these states of disease we need to be aware that they are actually pointing to look at ourselves they're challenging us to examine ourselves in our lives. So mm -hmm. when we look at disease states, even just even if you're in like, you have negative mood, um, depression, anxiety, all these things, if there's anything that's like, it doesn't feel good, it's a sign to look for imbalance in our lives to evaluate yes. where we are and where we're going, because it's literally just a wake up sign. Um, yeah. And it's important to remember that our thoughts also influence not just you know, the physical stuff that's going on, but also how we show up and the energy behind that. And mm -hmm. that actually very much influences your results. Um, and if you even show up, right? Because if we yeah. have like, the victim mentality, why bother? There's no use, there's nothing I can do. You A, might not show up or you might take action, but the energy behind it is gonna be very different. Um, mm -hmm. And we now know that that can actually influence results that um in terms of like how you approach doing the thing right so right ultimately we get to decide to take our power back and decide who we want to be instead of being a victim to our circumstances and our genes because in that in that uh, circumstance we basically don't we can't get anywhere from there right so right it's really right. about deciding like i get to take my power back i get to decide who I'm going to be here and what's going to happen for me because not only does that feel better, but then it actually gets you moving. So totally I could go on for hours about this, but I'm no, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a really interesting topic. I just read a book, um, by, I, I don't, I'm going to like butcher his name, Gabor Mate. Gabor Mate, yeah. Mate, yeah. And j just like when the body says no, which I feel like everyone has read that or not everyone, but a lot of people, it's, yeah. it's like a, a book that a lot of people bring up in relation to this topic and if anyone's interested in learning more i think that that it's a helpful starting place kind of for understanding this like stress mindset disease connection and he references a lot of studies he also uses some anecdotes with his own patients he was a primary care physician i believe and it, it's a really interesting read it's not dry um and i liked the mix of like anecdotes and, and larger research studies and stuff but it's it's really interesting i think it's it's really important for people to like at least have an awareness about um and and that kind of gets into my next question <laughs> which is that this so mindset is something that i'm personally very much like a believer in and i'm trying to figure out like what that practice looks like for me i feel like i'm i'm almost 30 now I'm, I'm 28 now it really has only been in the time since i've been over the age of 25 that i've even like been interested in like further self-exploring in that way but i've been coming at stuff from like a place of privilege where i just i'm, I'm like a, a straight white woman um 
and I went to a good university and have a, if, if I were to, if Polly were to fail, my parents will take me in. I don't have the threat of being homeless. There's just like a lot of privilege wrapped up in there. And I think that there is this kind of issue that can happen with holistic health where it gets grouped in with like really expensive stuff. <laughs> um, and so I think it would be great for you to share a little bit more about like accessible ways that you can work on mindset. Um, yeah, let, let's just start there and then, okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always about starting with the basics, first of all, in terms of holistic health, like your daily habits. I know that this is often the hardest thing because habits mm -hmm. are also this thing that takes time and, you know, it's wired in our brain and we need to create new neural pathways and that takes time. But it's really, it's the daily, it's like the boring stuff, to be honest. Like the small things compounded over time really do matter, but we tend to overlook them. And yeah. so even like you drink water, like um, yeah. meditate, like meditate is free. Um, it's something that can profoundly change your mental health, but also your stress response, your physical health, um, breath work. I, I personally do Wim Hof breathing. He has a video awesome. that's like 11 minutes on YouTube. It's free. It's like the, the probably my favorite part of my day and most therapeutic part yeah. of my day. Awesome. Um, moving my body for instance so i'll just share some things that i do and that i also like recommend my clients as well like um i like to do pilates or yoga or strength training i don't go to the gym i don't like the gym i have like weights or whatever i don't need to, you don't need to have weights though you can literally do, yeah, like, body, do body weight yeah, yeah body weight um and youtube i i youtube all the workouts like i have some of my favorite channels on there um there's like a billion videos so that's also free going for a walk every day. That's like how I start my day, listen to a podcast. That's also free. Um, walking is free. Going out in nature, that's super important to ground. Um, yeah. You know, just doing something that gets into your body and out of your mind. Um, I think that's mm -hmm. really important to also, you know, regulate the nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, having a bedtime routine as well is really big. Yeah. I think that the circadian rhythm, again, uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about, we don't talk about it enough. If your mm -hmm. circadian rhythm is like, totally wacko and you're sleeping like at way different times all the time and you're staying up late, you're watching electronics, you're seeing, you know, blue light until you go to bed, um, yeah. all that kind of thing. And you're not getting daylight exposure in the day, then your hormones cannot be balanced period. The end, like it's not, yeah. so, yeah. so <laughs> I really recommend having a sort of bedtime routine that's, you know, dimming the lights doing anything that's like non-stimulating could be going for a walk listening to a podcast reading a book taking a bath um yoga mm -hmm. like stretching like whatever it is doesn't matter mm -hmm. um and then in the morning expose your eyeballs to daylight if you can yeah that's gonna help with the cortisol and then the melatonin at night mm -hmm. um yeah getting that rest is really important i think we also overlook that eating whole yeah. foods this is something i also like to talk about in terms of nutrition because a lot of the time it can seem like, oh yeah, like eating healthy is so expensive. It's only for the privileged. And it is, there is definitely, our food system definitely needs some makeovers um, yeah. going on because it's definitely yeah. easier to eat junk food um, for sure. Mm -hmm. But even as myself, when I've had struggles with like finances, health is one of my top values. So I yeah. never compromise on that. And yeah. eating whole foods has helped me really even stay within a budget instead of looking at like the specialty gluten-free vegan like keto packaged foods 
Yeah. Look at a potato, a broccoli, yeah. Yeah. beans, legumes, um, all of those things like tempeh, um, even like, yeah, all of these things you can really find more whole food options that are going to be cheaper in the mm -hmm. bulk section, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so there are ways to definitely reduce your expenses and then also so many ways for your lifestyle to be healthier. And it's also so many free resources, not to mention the blogs and the podcasts and the social media resources like you have on your page, on my page. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's really, it's almost like there's too much. Yeah. Like, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, it can but start it can. with like, what is the number one thing, you know, will make a difference and that you can start now, like literally do one thing. Is it yeah. the morning? Is it the bedtime routine? Like whatever? Yeah. Is it the yeah. movement? Right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And we just, we, my co-founder Sabrina and I just, uh, recorded, we have a new podcast and we recorded a podcast episode with one of our advisors, um, Dr. Sarubala, she's a naturopathic doctor. And she was talking about how with regard to movement, just like creating a new habit of beginning to move for five minutes a day and you can go for a five minute walk or you can dance around for five minutes and soon if, if you have that habit of at least doing five minutes a day it's going to grow you know and it'll be yeah. easier to put in more time you'll probably want to um, continue because yeah hard, right? yeah exactly exactly yeah. and there 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 are a bunch of ways and i do think that it, I, I personally am someone that buys into a lot of wellness crap. <laughs> like I, I, or I don't want to call it crap, but like I, I am a victim of like how capitalism has kind of taken a hold of wellness, you know? Um, yeah. But I do think that like going back to the basics, working on your bedtime routine, thinking about eating whole foods over packaged foods, um, getting outside, especially when you first wake up in the morning, like all of that stuff is doable. It's, it's just that we're kind of sold this picture that we need to be doing all of this other stuff when in reality, those like building blocks are, are just the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so we have a few questions from our community that came in. We put up a question box and the question box is about like any sort of like question or, or like just like anything PCOS and mindset related that they wanted to vent about. And so we got one person wrote in asking for, or she didn't, she didn't necessarily ask for tips, but she said that she's very hard on herself about the things that she cannot control with her PCOS. And so the way that we wanted to frame it was maybe discussing some tips for those who are feeling like they're hard, that they're, like they're being hard on themselves about having symptoms of a hormone imbalance or any sort of health related issue. Um, I think that this is really interesting and really important, particularly when it comes to kind of like mindset and the power of mindset, because, and I don't think that this is what you were saying, um, but I think that by reading, like when I was reading that book that I mentioned by Gabor Mate, something that I kept thinking about was, well, geez, if people are reading this and they're struggling with like an autoimmune issue or a hormone issue, are they just going to blame themselves for their mindset? Does that make sense? And so yeah. kind of what are your tips for navigating that balance? Because I think it can be a thin line between, yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> there's also, yeah, there's a lot of books too that I love around like subconscious, um, programs that we're running and how mm -hmm. these programs can also be um because ultimately when we look at the subconscious mind whatever we have in our lives is what we want but it's usually on a subconscious level and so it's not about like oh why am i creating this reality and like blaming yourself and beating yourself up it's about looking at what is in me my reality and taking responsibility for your part in it but it's not no. about like beating yourself up because at the end of the day we actually have right. so much power 
and our subconscious mind is so powerful and we can create the reality that we want but sometimes we're not creating the reality that we consciously want but right. it's from our past programs and how we were brought up and like these the conditioning and society and all these types of things so again mm -hmm. it's about taking back our power and mm -hmm. realizing that we do have um we do have so much control but then actually we don't have a lot of control so what i want to talk about control is um we it's usually going to be rooted in this low self-worth and fear when we're trying to control everything because we don't trust yeah. ourselves or we don't trust that um you know even a higher power of the universe whatever you want to believe in um and this can usually be covering up anxiety and suppressed emotions rooting in fear so even looking at when we're trying to control something like what is the fear behind it because if we are continuously like living in this controlling sort of nature which i totally put my hand up I've been there like right, yeah. times in my life and I think yeah. it's also something that can even show up as physical symptoms especially yeah. within like the masculine energy of like doing 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 versus the feminine yeah. of like flowing surrendering which is a very difficult thing to do especially yeah in today's world days, yeah, when yeah we're told that success is doing and yeah <laughs> yeah so it's even looking at like what is the fear um behind this because if you're doing things from the energy of fear like i'm trying to avoid something um mm. again that energy is not going to be very productive useful and it can be detrimental right so yeah then looking at how can you support yourself? Because I think a lot of the time we, um, you know, we don't want to fail or we don't want to be criticized or whatever, but it's like, mm -hmm. well, what, what is the fear? Is it that you'll be judged or criticized or you'll lose something or whatever? And knowing that, well, what would I do in that situation? Will I be able to support myself? Will I be yeah. able to, like, will I be able to cope? Because right. it's important that we build that trust muscle to understand mm -hmm. that like, even if shit doesn't go according to plan, yeah. <laughs> because when we're in control, we basically think that we know how our life should go. When it's like, maybe the universe has a better plan for you, but you need to like yeah. let go and surrender. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're going upstream, but it's like, can you just let the current take you to your destination, right? Like surrender yeah. So it's really important that we, um, we start to learn to trust ourselves and um yeah really be able to build that trust muscle so the first part is like being kind and compassionate with yourself yeah you are yeah. doing the best you can in every moment it doesn't matter even if you reacted a way that you regret you literally were doing the best you can with the resources you had at that moment move on um and really give yourself that compassion the other awesome. thing i want to say is um how are you talking to yourself? This is one of the most profound exercises I give to my clients where it's like the internal dialogue that goes on on a daily basis mm -hmm. is quite alarming for a lot of people. Don't even realize like at the end of the day, they're so exhausted. It's like you've been beating yourself up all day. And this again is not about being like, oh my God, you're beating yourself up. You're such a bad person. No, it's about getting um, yeah. clear on like, what are the thoughts um, and how are you talking to yourself? Because totally when we're looking at like not being harder on yourself for the things that I can't control, ultimately that's meaning like I have to control everything because yeah. I'm not allowed to not <laughs> control, even like not have control over one thing. Yeah. So when we actually break this apart, cause it's really helpful to look at your thoughts on paper and then see like, is this true? Like what does it what, like break it apart? Right. So mm -hmm. would you put this pressure to control everything like on your best friend or 
your partner like when you say it out loud it's kind of like that's not very realistic right so why are you putting this pressure on yourself yourself why are you expecting yourself to control everything when no one on the planet could do that like that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. and it's also setting yourself up for suffering because you are going to be breaking those expectations because it's literally not possible to control everything in the universe we can control i think we talked about this how we react to the world, how we respond, how we show up, even our feelings, we take responsible for that, what we think, but we can't control the entire universe. Like it's, it's not possible. So yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is getting into action, especially when it comes to control, because when we get into the mind of like, um, all of this, you know, self-defeating talk and like beating ourselves up and everything. It's really not helpful and it just puts us down the spiral, right? We've all been there. Yeah. So get into your body, do something. Like what can you control? What can you do now? Because not only will you feel better, you'll probably um, make progress and reduce <laughs> the worries. Um, but then you start to build that self-trust in yourself as well. Like, oh, actually there's a lot of things that I can do. I'm going to take action. I, yeah. you know, I can get these results, that kind of thing. Um, the last thing I want to say is it's interesting because when we look at the areas that we're trying to control so much, mm-hmm. um, you can tell which area you need to surrender the most in your life mm-hmm. by looking at the one that you're not thriving in. So most often the areas yeah, that, interesting. yeah, the, the areas that aren't working out for us usually are the ones that we try to control the most. Yeah, and we actually need to surrender here more. So I've experienced this too, where it's like, there are certain areas in your life where you're like, you never really worry about it. You're like, that always works out for me. Like I got it. Like that's, I'm, I'm good. I'm not worrying about that versus yeah. other areas where it's like, you're constantly worrying about it, controlling it, trying to figure it out. And ironically, things actually work out better when you release control in yeah. a way that you yeah. least expect it as well. Like totally. You know, some different circumstances come up like you're oh that this thing came up or this person reached out to me or whatever so Mm -hmm. it's interesting that can also be interesting to look at like what areas are you trying to control in your life Mm -hmm. and those might be areas where we just need to like release a bit of control easier said than done it's a practice yeah Yeah. um but it's like little daily shifts that really do make a difference so i think that was a lot of rambling but i hope no no gave some value yeah support (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely helpful. And I think, I think it'll be helpful for a lot of people because I think that with PCOS in general just comes a lot of self-blame and, and you're, one is able to release control and, and kind of surrender, like you're saying, while also holding themselves accountable and doing what they know is like best for them, I think. And just, and, and not trying to control because it's, especially with health stuff at times, things can change very quickly or overnight or like some miraculous thing might happen that science can't explain, but for the most part, it's going to take time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, and that patience is really key. Yeah. Being kind with yourself, being patient, um, and it's just remembering that like you are with yourself every single day throughout the rest of your life. So yeah. Developing that relationship with yourself is so important because yeah, we're the ones living in our heads. We're the ones living in our bodies. Like we yeah. really want to create an environment that's supportive. Um, yeah. That's all internal, right? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Awesome. So that, that was a really good answer. Thank you. And then we have time for one more question. Um, which is we, we also had a good question that was about, it's hard to deal when everyone, with everything when I don't have much knowledge. 
how do I simplify? But I think that we covered that earlier on in the video with, with just the basics about sleep, reducing screen time before sleep, whole foods, uh, et cetera. And so the last one that I think is most interesting is going to be, can I take a holistic approach and still be on medication? Yeah, so absolutely. There's no shame mm -hmm. if you decide to be on medication. This is, this is sometimes necessary for certain periods of time. Like I've had yeah. um, some clients who, you know, we've worked together and then they weaned off slowly. It's really about like what you feel comfortable and what's it's ultimately yeah. your choice. But when we start to address the holistic um, components of health, like we talked about emotional habits, our nutrition, our lifestyle, et cetera, then we can actually start to see real changes in the body. Yeah. And oftentimes this leads to weaning off the medication. This happens a lot with like blood sugar, for instance. Yeah. Um, and even opting for more natural approaches instead, if that's what you want, because a lot of the time there are like natural alternatives to medications yeah um but ultimately holistic means the whole person right so it's not just about medications or supplements mm -hmm. it's about your life so mm -hmm. if you are looking at your lifestyle and your nutrition this is like the foundation right so yeah, yeah. you can absolutely um be still be on medication but transitioning towards a more holistic approach and then decide for later on is this something i want to do like wean off of it whatever there are so many options but again it's yeah. not black and white all or nothing we really yeah. need to um, kind of get away from that and just just focus on like what what feels good for us, what feels good in our gut as well, trusting that um, mm -hmm. and taking those little steps little by little because they do compound over time and then seeing like, okay, where, where do I want to go from here? Because there are so many different options, um, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think that that's really important for, for people to know. We we're about to be bringing on beta users for the app, the mobile app. We did do a pilot last year that was a text-based pilot. So the, the member experience was just based in SMS and a ton of the people that we were working with were on medication. And some people had the goal of like reducing that use, but some didn't and, and the adding in the holistic management strategies really only improves symptoms yeah, um, and exactly. can really, yeah, and, and can make medication more powerful in some cases. Uh, but I think that, I think it's important to not shame meds like, like you were just saying, just because yeah. especially, and, and again, I mean, like, especially with other sorts of conditions, um, there are so many situations where like, they're just improving people's lives so, so much. Yeah. I think that the issue with PCOS is when the status quo, the typical patient experience is just getting that prescription for birth control and being told to come back when they're trying to conceive. Cause that's, that's just not really enough. <laughs> We've all heard it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think no, it's important, again, to have no shame around if you do yeah. choose to go down the medication route. But hmm. the thing is know that you have options because a lot of the time yeah. we think that we don't have any other options, but hmm. you do. But yeah. again, it's about you get to decide. Yeah. But you need to have the choices and the options and a lot. And this is why I love like platforms like you, because like we're yeah. educating, we're putting the information out there. There's yeah. not just take this pill, goodbye, come back when you want to get pregnant. Like, no, there are so many things you can do. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. you need more information on that, I mean, there's so there's so many resources and people like you and me. Um, and yeah, there's not just one way to go about it. So. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, Lawrence, thank you so much. I won't take up any more of your time, but for anyone that's listening that wants to follow along, we will obviously tag you in this post once it's on our IGTV. Um, is there anywhere else that people can find you? I'm not sure if you have anything specific going on right now that you would like to share, but cannot recommend Florence enough for just like holistic PCOS resources and specifically stuff relating to mindset. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hang out on Instagram, so cool. check me out over there if you want to learn more. And thank you so much for having me on. This was such a blast. And of course, again, I love what you're doing. I'm excited for your thank apps, you. So congratulations. All right. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. And please share if there's somebody that you can think of who could really benefit from this, and you know who this could really help because this is what I'm here for to spread the message to more and more people. So please do that. I appreciate you so much. And if this is something that you need more support with, specifically with PCOS, I am opening up just a few spots for coaching around PCOS specifically. And this will help you to really approach PCOS from a more holistic perspective and get customized guidance and even recommendations, coaching, support for you to start to make progress and actually address the root causes. So if this is something that you're interested in, you need more support with, I will put the link in the show notes for PCOS Kickstarter. I only have a few spots I will be opening up. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, you can always message me on Instagram and I will talk to you next time.